the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. President Joe Biden announces forgiveness for some student loan debt. I'm worried that this goes in the opposite direction, which is maybe even making college more expensive in the future. The Biden administration to send more military aid to Ukraine. This war will will most likely end at the negotiating table. California will ban the sale of new gas-powered cars by 2035 to try and become a carbon-free economy by 2045. The exercise in an absurdity based on fantasy, not the real world of science. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, August 25th. I'm Mike Scott. On Wednesday, President Biden announced he will cancel $10,000 of federal student loan debt for certain borrowers making less than $125,000 a year and up to $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients while extending the pause on federal student loan payments through the end of the year. Here's what my administration is going to do to provide more breathing room for people so they have less burdened by student debt. The nation's federal student loan debt now tops $1.6 trillion after ballooning for years. Meanwhile, the national debt, according to the Treasury Department, currently sits at $30.7 trillion. Some policy experts were quick to sound alarms after President Biden announced his sweeping new plan Wednesday to cancel federal student loan debt. Critics of Biden's plan were quick to suggest that it will cost taxpayers and does nothing to solve the tough unaffordability issues that are plaguing higher education in the U.S. Joanna Holder is a student at UCLA and says she believes anything will help. So I'm in $160,000 worth of debt. Is $10,000 enough? Like, is that going to make a big impact for me? Probably not. Nancy Liu of News Nation said that while some experts say that millions of Americans may be able to benefit from the monetary reprieve, critics of the bill say that the move is unfair. According to the Education Department, the just-announced debt relief will benefit nearly 43 million Americans, many of whom are already in the workforce. While 21% of applicable borrowers are under the age of 25, 44% are between 26 and 39, and 35% are over 40. Many critics are not so forgiving about loan forgiveness. There are people who have paid off their student loan debt who worked hard to do that. There are others who worked hard to save and who didn't incur any student loan debt 
And they're looking like fools right now because they played along with the system. Diana Frischgott-Roth is an economics professor and former chief of economics at the Department of Labor. She points to long-standing federal programs to help with loan repayment. And she estimates that loan forgiveness will tag on another $325 billion to the federal debt of over $28 trillion. Beth Akers, senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, joined News Nation and said that the move may actually help a few Americans. It's actually going to make a huge difference for the average loan holder. We hear often about the six-figure balances that people get into with graduate and professional degrees. The majority of people have pretty modest balances. A third of borrowers with outstanding balances today have less than $10,000 in debt, and another 20% have less than $20,000. So half of borrowers are under $20,000 in debt. So for them, $10,000 is going to go a really far way in affecting what it is that they owe. Akers does say, however, that while debt forgiveness may help a few students now, it will make college more expensive. I'm worried that this goes in the opposite direction, which is maybe even making college more expensive in the future. And we're sending the message that dollars that you borrow today are dollars that you won't necessarily have to pay back because maybe policymakers will step in again and relieve those debts. And so when that happens, you have an increase in demand. Institutions, that is college and universities, may get away with even more tuition increases. So no, we don't have a deeper systemic solution to that problem. And I'm a little bit worried that we're pushing in the wrong direction. Akers, looking to the future, says it's her opinion that student loan forgiveness doesn't address the rising cost of tuition and will only be in the same position in the next five to ten years. The $10,000 amount is going to wipe away the entire balance for an awful lot of borrowers, millions of borrowers. And these are people who are largely beyond the point of investing in their higher education, and so they'll be done. The problem is that new borrowers are going to be going to school tomorrow, and we've done nothing to change the system for them. So we really need deeper solutions, or else we're going to end up in the same position five or ten years from today with needing the same sort of emergency solution. Mike Gallagher, host of The Mike Gallagher Show on the Salem Radio Network, says that American taxpayers are going to be on the hook for someone else's bills. This is such a joke to pretend that this senile old man in the Oval Office can wave his, 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 his hand and forgive, and the numbers are staggering. Some estimates put it at $900 billion that we're going to have to eat because of deadbeats. I'm sorry. I'm not going to pull any punches on this. Pay your damn bill. Pay your bill. I'm blessed I make a good living. I know people who make one-tenth of what I make who have scrimped and fought and saved and paid back their son or daughter's college tuition, every penny of it. Gallagher says that it's unfair that people who were irresponsible with their finances will now no longer have to pay back their loans. I know people who have been janitors. I know people who have been school teachers. You borrow money to buy a car, buy a house, get a college education, you gotta pay it back. And if you don't pay it back, you're irresponsible. 
And these filthy, dirty Democrats want to reward the irresponsible deadbeats who don't want to pay back their college tuition bill. Gallagher went on to say that, in his opinion, the move is completely political. And now Biden, in a desperate effort to win votes come midterm because they're going to get their butts kicked, is is got this scheme? You know, oh, it's it's a mystery. It's a mystery why why President Biden has waited so long to do. He's waiting to the last possible minute to get as close to the midterm election as he can because he's buying votes. Meantime, education reporter Colin Brinkley says this is likely to remain a thorny political issue for President Biden and Democrats heading into November. We could see uh, even a lengthy um, legal challenge to it, which could delay the actual cancellation for some time. So whether whether the money actually gets erased before voters go to the polls is, is kind of up in the air. Some respected economists released a report that estimates Biden's plan will cost the average taxpayer more than $2,000 based on the $10,000 forgiveness per student loan borrower that had been touted. On Wednesday, President Biden announced that he's sending $2.98 billion in new military aid to Ukraine that will enable forces there to fight for years to come. Biden releasing a statement saying that the aid will allow Ukraine to acquire air defense systems, artillery systems and munitions, drones and other equipment to ensure it can continue to defend itself over the long term. The announcement comes as Ukraine is celebrating its 1991 declaration of independence from the Soviet Union. In an interview, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says defense spending is vital in the world we live in today. When we live in a more dangerous world, when we see the aggressive actions of uh, President Putin against a sovereign, peaceful nation in Europe, Ukraine, and all the threatening rhetoric against uh, NATO allies, then we need to invest more. uh, And that's exactly what uh, NATO allies are uh, doing. Stoltenberg says the only way Ukraine will gain peace through negotiation is by defending itself well against Russia in the war. NATO is not part of the conflict, but we support Ukraine. Then it's for Ukraine to decide. Uh, uh, this war will, will most likely end at the negotiating table. President Zelensky has stated that clearly. But we know that uh, what Ukraine can achieve on the negotiating table is totally dependent on the strength on the battlefield. Stoltenberg says NATO countries need to provide military backing for Ukraine to be able to defend itself the best way we can ensure that uh, the negotiations lead to a result which is acceptable for Ukraine is to provide military, economic, financial, uh, humanitarian support to Ukraine now. Today, California is expected to put into effect its sweeping plan to prohibit the sale of new gasoline-powered cars by 2035. Some say the move is groundbreaking and may have large impacts on the effort to fight climate change and push the economy of California toward electric vehicles. Well, I have a breaking alert. Uh, we've been hearing about this for a while, but California to prohibit the sale of new gasoline cars by 2035. This is making the rounds today, although it's been uh, talked about for a while. But 
California regulators are expected to ban the sale of all new gasoline-powered vehicles beginning in 2035, a major step for the largest auto market in the United States and one that the Democratic government hopes can accelerate the transition toward electric vehicle adoption. And the rule is expected to take effect Thursday following a vote by the California Air Resources Board, according to the New York Times. It also sets, to, sets interim targets to help phase out the sale of internal combustion engine models. By 2026, get this, it states 35% of new cars sold must be zero emission vehicles. I get that. 35% of new cars just in about four years from now will be zero emission vehicles, an amount that climbs to 68% by 2030. Currently, just 12% of new cars sold in that state are electric vehicles. The California Air Resources Board will require that 100% of all new cars sold in the state by 2035 be free of fossil fuel emissions, which some believe is responsible for global warming. In the meantime, it set a target requiring that 35% of new passenger vehicles sold in the state by 2026 produce zero emissions. That would climb to 68% by 2030. Steve Forbes, chairman and editor-in-chief of Forbes Media, addressed the plan to phase out gas-powered cars and says that idea is absurd. The exercise is an absurdity based on fantasy, not the real world of science. There's no way the world can function today or in the foreseeable future without fossil fuels. In fact, our consumption of oil and gas is going up a lot in the next decade and a half. The sale of passenger cars with internal combustion engines will rocket as consumers around the planet get richer and want the mobility the car provides. Forbes goes on to say that some green energy alternatives are very efficient, but many can pose disposal problems. Energy alternatives are still inefficient. A 100,000 megawatt gas-powered turbine, which is the size of a residential house, can supply electricity to 75,000 homes. The equivalent power from a wind farm would require over 20 square miles of land, 10 gigantic and tall windmills, 50,000 tons of concrete, 30,000 tons of iron ore, and 900 tons of non-recyclable plastics, which gets to another overlooked horror. Solar panels, windmills, and batteries are good for 20 years. Then you have a monstrous disposal crisis. Forbes also explains that renewable energy would also require a breathtaking increase in global mining. A more immediate environmental catastrophe looms. Technology expert Mark Mills points out that to create renewables on a scale envisioned by California and other environmental extremists would entail a tenfold increase in global mining to get the necessary mineral resources, such as copper, lithium, cobalt and nickel, this would entail a mammoth tearing up of the earth. And what it would do to prices and inflation is monumental. President Biden named a new Secret Service director amid January 6th scrutiny. Correspondent Lisa Dwyer has more from Capitol Hill. President Joe Biden has named Kim Cheadle, who's a veteran Secret Service official, as the agency's next director. Her appointment comes as the agency faces controversy over missing text messages around the time that thousands of supporters of then-President Donald Trump stormed the Capitol. She takes over as congressional committees and the Homeland Security's internal watchdog are investigating the missing messages. The Secret Service has said that those messages were purged during a technology transition. 
Cheadle worked at the Secret Service for 27 years and was the first woman to be named Assistant Director of Protective Operations. That division provides protection for the president and other dignitaries. I'm Lisa Dwyer. In the wake of Tuesday's primaries, Democrats in New York made some headlines. New York City Democrats Tuesday picked Jerry Nadler over Carolyn Maloney in a congressional primary featuring two powerful House committee chairs competing for the same seat. To the north, Representative Sean Patrick Maloney, the Democrats' congressional campaign chief, won a tough primary fight against a more progressive state senator. Not far away in upstate New York, Democrats celebrated County Executive Pat Ryan's victory in a special election to fill the remainder of Democrat Anthony Delgado's term. It's only a few months. Delgado left Congress to become New York's lieutenant governor. At his primary victory party last night, Representative Nadler vowed to fight a rise in extremism and for women's rights. I will return to Congress with a mandate to fight for the causes so many of us know to be right. Nadler said voters made a choice for the redrawn district that pitted him against fellow 30-year Democrat Carolyn Maloney. The voters made themselves clear tonight. Speaking with the crowd, Nadler also talked about the redrawn district that pitted him against Maloney. This district does not belong to me or to my opponents for that matter belongs only to the voters of this district. Meanwhile, 25 out of 30 school board candidates in Florida endorsed by Governor Ron DeSantis either won their elections Tuesday night or advanced to a runoff. DeSantis has stated that his endorsement of the candidates was an extension of his education agenda. That agenda has included many legislative actions that have expanded civics education, defined parental rights, and sparking the most controversy prohibiting classroom instruction on gender identity and sexual orientation before fourth grade. Federal officials are accusing a Korean-owned auto parts manufacturer and supplier of violating federal child labor laws at an Alabama factory. Daybreak insider Bill Alexander has been looking into this story. The U.S. Department of Labor filed a federal lawsuit Monday accusing the parts manufacturer of hiring workers under the age of 16. The lawsuit was accompanied by a proposed settlement. A lawyer for the company, S.L. Alabama in Montgomery, Alabama, signed the consent decree in which the company agreed to not hire underage workers, verify the ages of workers hired through a staffing agency, and to fire or discipline any managers aware of the use of underage workers. The Korean-owned auto parts manufacturer and supplier did extensive business with Hyundai and Not too long ago, the Daybreak Insider podcast brought you a story of a young teen who was vying for the title of the youngest pilot to fly around the world. Well, now that goal has been achieved. That same teenage pilot has set a new world record. Daybreak Insider's John Scott has the world-circling details on this record-breaking story. Mac Rutherford has become the youngest person to fly solo around the world in a small aircraft. 
His journey kicked off five months ago. Rutherford landed on an airstrip west of Bulgarian capital Sofia on Wednesday to complete his task and to claim two Guinness World Records. Rutherford is now the youngest person to circumnavigate the globe in a microlate plane. He said he hoped his achievement would inspire young people to pursue their dreams. The teen is a Belgian-British dual national. John Scott reporting. And finally, if you or someone you know has a beloved dog... You may want to be sure your precious pooch has been fully vaccinated. According to several expert reports, state and federal agencies are investigating a mystery virus that has claimed the lives of at least 30 dogs in Michigan. Tonight, a deadly and mysterious illness is worrying dog owners in Michigan. The illness, similar to parvovirus, has killed more than 30 dogs, most of them under two years old. Infected dogs have died with just three days of showing symptoms. Michigan Animal Control officials are advising dog owners to try and keep their pets vaccinated and keep them at home for now. Michigan's Department of Agriculture and other partners are working to determine the cause of the illness that has been impacting canines in the Great Lakes state For the past two months, the virus causes acute gastrointestinal problems and generally kills younger dogs within three to five days. Symptoms include bloody diarrhea, vomiting and lethargy. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google podcast, Spotify or Salem podcast network dot com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at daybreakinsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.